0: This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com.
1: Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. We're going to start off with something that raised a huge eyebrow the other day for me. 20th Century Fox has listed on their 2015 to 2018 uh, development chart. This is, of course, assuming the world doesn't end. <laughs> New Star Wars trilogy, part one, part two. Yeah, that's my, that was my thought. It's like, uh, excuse me. George Lucas has been abundantly clear that there are no more Star Wars movies. Assuming you don't count the six that you're seeing in the next couple of years, which are going to be the re-releases of the original six films after a 3D conversion. One, they start next year, Phantom Menace onward. But, this is where it gets very interesting. Lucas has been very adamant that the future of Star Wars is on TV and the uh, record ratings for the Clone Wars have proven that out. He also did a very elaborate PR tour last year where they showed the three part episode uh, from the series, they took that up to various theaters, they brought it up to Seattle, showed it themselves and they said George likes to see Star Wars on the big screen because he believes that's the preferred format for it. So I'm thinking, okay. And uh, we know that they've been kicking around the idea of a live action TV series for a while. The problem is kind of hard to do Star Wars on a TV budget and uh, that has been the problem. It's in order to make it TV friendly you have to scale down the budget which means scaling down the vision and he has not been willing to do that. Now I'm curious to see how Spielberg's two new shows that have a reported four million dollars an episode budget. Remember the last big budget show that they tried to put before the network, didn't even make it to the pilot stage and that was Wonder Woman. I'm not sure if you heard but NBC said we want no part of this, we're not even going to air the pilot. They, they found the, what was presented to be so unacceptable, they weren't even going to put it on the air and say let's see how it goes and uh, you know if, if the ratings are good we'll go to series. They were like nope we're passing on this so you know Wonder Woman for all intents and purposes is dead once again. Kind of makes you wonder how bad it was that they wouldn't even say, well, <laughs> you know, let, let's put it on the air and see. But remember, they also, they're the ones that axed the cape. Um, yeah, don't, don't get me started. it's just I think when you try to do superhero shows on TV, I think too many problems arise. You know, now we were told this morning that there is a battle potentially brewing over the next Superman film. There's going to be a couple of parties contesting it legally, so... Remember the last time there was a superhero uh, contested? It took 12 years, and that was Spider-Man. So, always, always very sad stuff. By the way, has Stan spoken yet? So, did he did he tell you about his? Uh, he um, he confirmed that his cameo in the new Spider-Man film is he plays a librarian, and he's sitting there while Spider-Man and the Lizard are duking it out right behind him, and he's got like his iPod on, and he's completely oblivious to this life and death <laughs> battle going on. I thought his cameo in Thor was brilliant, if you guys haven't seen it yet. That was, ju- that was one of the highlights. I like the film, but that was definitely a highlight of it. And I'm cautiously optimistic about X Men First Class. We get to see that on Tuesday, so it's like, let's hope. Let's hope. But anyway, I digress. Um, so uh, my thought on the Star Wars thing is I, I think it's a case of Fox has got wishful thinking until George Lucas actually comes out and says, I want to do it we're going to do it. I don't believe it'll happen because I think it's a case of Fox maybe putting it on the agenda as a hey wishful thinking let's get interest because they know that if a big enough fan storm swells up on the internet and they keep asking George for a new trilogy it may happen. Now what I have heard is that the plan is it would be a new trilogy completely unrelated to any of the Star Wars characters that we've seen before and I think the mentality might be that hey The TV series was supposed to be a five-year series set between episode three and four. Perhaps now they're saying if we can't do it budget wise for a TV show, maybe we can make it as a film trilogy. Now me, I think they have a golden trilogy out there that they're absolutely missing and they'd be crazy not to do it. My big question was always why were the Jedi so convinced the Sith were gone for good even though they had all this evidence against them. I think they should do a trilogy and show the old republic stuff, you know, the big war between the Sith and the Jedi. You got the video game coming out, I have played it, and I'm, I'll i be honest, I'm not big on the MMORPG simply because I don't have seven hours a day to constantly level grind and stuff like that. I thought Star Trek Online would be the one to get me in, it didn't do it, you know, I played City of Heroes, I am enjoying DC Online, but Knights the Old Republic, uh, you know, being able to go out and take out some sith or be a sith or be a bounty hunter, I, I think you know this is definitely going to be one. So, then we get to uh, my, my favorite one here, this is the one that is just making me smack my head against the wall. How many of you people have heard of Prometheus? Okay. Prometheus started out as an alien prequel with uh, Ridley Scott uh, going to direct a two-part prequel in 3D. And there were reports that he and Fox had a disagreement over what, would it be PG-13, would it be R. He wanted Numi Rapace, the girl with the dragon tattoo, they wanted Shirley's there on, I can tell you this, they're both in the film now. Um, they, you know, he wanted a $220 million plus avatar-ish visual masterpiece. They wanted something more budget friendly. So then it came out that basically It started off as an alien prequel, but has spun to a new intellectual property, which is very interesting because one of the cast members has come out and said, uh, yeah, yeah, the aliens are still in it. And now they're saying, well, you know, it's got DNA of the alien series in it. And now we're getting reports from the set, right, but there's a full scale replica of the space jockey from the original alien film. Talked to someone the other day whose mother's a nurse, and she said she was assigned on one of the film sets for, you know, in case someone hurts themselves. She did not want to walk onto the set because, quote, it was littered with alien and other body parts, and she found it extremely disturbing. (laughs) So now they're saying, well, it is a completely original thing, and the spaceship named Prometheus looks really good, and it's about, you know, this and that and that, and now they're saying, well, the, the, the aliens are going to be in it, but they'll be a little different than the aliens you're used to because this was their original form and blah, 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 blah. So what I'm hearing now is basically three-quarters of it is a completely different movie, but the last part of it is where it starts tying in and you see how the space jockey got there, how it ended up on the planet. Either way, we'll find out next summer. Uh, There is a slight rumor, I don't quite think you'll see it, but some say you might see a teaser trailer before Rise of the Apes this summer. And some say, yeah, don't don't buy it for a minute about it not being alien. At the, you know, there are people telling me that come next summer, you may see aliens Prometheus on the title, or you know, something like that. But officially, it is a separate storyline that got its start in the alien universe. And I'm, you know, saying, you, how can you be a separate storyline if the space jockeys are in it? Plain and simple, right there, there's your connection, and everybody associated with it has pretty much confirmed the space jockeys are in it. So. Go figure. So new alien film next summer. I guess that's the best way to, to call it. And I'm glad you're all sitting down, because I'll be honest, I have mixed, mixed uh, views about this one. How do you guys feel about a Blade Runner sequel and a Blade Runner prequel? Well, looks like it's going to happen. A uh, production company has bought the rights to it, or but no. but there is, there is a loophole to it. They can do sequels, they can do prequels, they can in no way touch the original, alter the original or do anything that would otherwise undermine or change the original, that is the number one agreement for it, so go figure. In Fact, someone tried to tell me Prometheus was a Blade Runner prequel. I'm like, no, no, don't don't pull that nonsense. He were trying to they were trying to say that Alien and Blade Runner were all in the same time frame, and so I'm like, don't don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm still trying to get my head around this total recall remake with Colin Farrell. It's like no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With no Mars, exactly. Uh, speaking of no Mars, poor Arnold, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, think about this. This guy was getting $12.5 million plus profit sharing thrown at him for all these films. They were all lining up. He had a World War II movie lined up. He had Terminator 5 lined up. He had this movie that, kind of glad he got on hold, it was called Cry Macho about a retired horse trainer. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see Arnold as a retired horse trainer. <laughs> I want him to have a gun and blowing things up. This, you know. And, uh, you know, then of course Stallone was saying, hey, we got a spot for you in Expendables 2. Um, You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is one of the villains in it, so that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking at this point when all all the smoke clears, he's going to have to do Terminator 5 because he's going to have to come back with an established role that he knows people will accept him in, so... Interesting storyline though for Terminator 5, they don't have a script yet, but one of the proposed ideas is that Arnold plays the scientist of which his model was based after and he would also obviously play part of the the Terminator as well. And Justin Lin who directed the last two uh, Fast and Furious films is the one who's apparently going to be doing this one. And yes, they have a Fast and Furious 6 already in the planning stages. one of the things, I, I try to stay away from a lot of the uh, tabloidy stuff, because God knows there's enough of that on TV, but I really got to hand it to Vin Diesel. He did something the other day that I think is just beyond fantastic. He told us that the new Riddick film is a go. It will be R-rated. They will have a smaller budget than the last film. It's going to basically open with him pra- practically at death's doorstep, crawling after he's been at the Underverse. but. This is what he had to do to make this happen. In order to get the R rating, he had to agree to work for scale, the absolute bare minimum they were legally allowed to pay him. He'll get his money if and when it turns a profit. But you know, when the, you hear all these guys that got to have my 20 million dollars, got to have my trailer," he had so much commitment to the character in the project, he said, "I, I don't care, you know let's do it, I'll worry about the money later, let's just get it done. And uh, you know, same, same writer director from the first two back and so I'm looking forward to this because I think, uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't know why Chronicles of Riddick got such a bad rap, I thought it was quite entertaining. I, I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. I mean, yes, it was very different from the first one, but hey, you know, loved it. So look for that soon. Um, Wolverine. It's still happening. Um, Antony Fuqua is one of the leading candidates to direct right now. He did Training Day, that sort of thing. It's on hold because I'm sure you heard they had a tsunami over in Japan, and it's it pushed back um, filming. And it's kind of a dominoes thing with the X-Men films because th- this is really messed up. I, I I try to wrap my head around Hollywood logic sometimes, and I, I simply can't do it. After all these years working in film and entertainment, I just like, okay. What they're apparently planning on doing is that if X-Men First Class is a hit, some of the early reviews have been very positive for it, they are not only going to do another X-Men film, they still want to do Deadpool, but they are not ruling out an X-Men 4 and 5 with the original cast from the last films. But they also want to do an X-Men First Class 2. So, yep. That you know, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of complicate things. Oh, yeah. Following with what you said, though, they're starting to come out with rumors that the Joker may indeed be in the next Batman film after all, which was the original plan before Heath passed away. And the directors come out and said, there's no way I'm, gonna, not, I'm not doing it without Heath. And now we're hearing reports from the set that uh, the Joker does indeed come up. So whether or not it's a CGI or they just mention him in passing or something like that. You know, that, that is interesting, too, because remember, don't forget who owns Marvel Comics now. Our good friends at the Walt Disney Corporation. And I'll be honest, I, I was shocked because... It's a very complex thing if you look at the movie situation. The way it works is that basically if you own a property right now provided you put fresh product out every so often you maintain the rights to it the moment you stop doing it or if you have an agreement that you have the rights for X number of years, the moment that stops the rights go back to Disney. So you're going to see people cranking out films just for the point of keeping the franchise. Case in point, 20th Century Fox is going to do another Fantastic Four with a whole new cast. And kind of like the old Roger Corman film that never got released legally years ago, it was done simply just to keep the rights in place. And so I had been told that what Disney was going to do was they were going to let the other studios develop them, you know, take their share of the profit but not take the risk of a $200 million plus movie. And they were going to work on, You know what they refer to as the second-tier characters, like Luke Cage and She-Hulk and Ant-Man and Alpha Flight, maybe, and stuff like that. And then, lo and behold, out of the blue, they're doing the Avengers. And I don't know if you've seen the cast list for that. That's 250 million dollar plus movie right there. Now they're saying we're probably going to do a Nick Fury film as well. And it's like, oh boy. So going to be very interesting to see how this plays out and of course there's at least two more Spider-Man film coming after the next one because the director signed a three picture deal for it. So crazy stuff. But yeah, um, I know they're developing a new Daredevil movie right now. That is that is one of the things that um, Disney has said has been a big, big plus for them. You guys remember the movie Wanted? Yeah, they're, they're talking about a sequel to that. Um, one that scared the living hell out of me but apparently you know, maybe, Channing Tatum and um, 21 Jump Street, they're doing it as a comedy, uh, uh, somewhat, and God, I, you know what, I can see his face and his name, I'm drawing a blank. He was in Superbed and get him to the great, Jonah Hill, thank you, Jonah Hill is playing the other one, and the joke about it is rather interesting, is that, of course, they're the cops who have to go back to their, their old high school. And apparently they're going to really play up the jokes like, you know, gee, we're so much older than all these people and they were also really hip and cool while they were in school and now they're a bunch of pathetic losers now trying to be cool and hip. And uh, Johnny Depp said he's going to cameo in it, which is very interesting because he has uh, distanced himself greatly from anything to do with uh, 21 Jump Street over the years, but he's starting to change, have a change of heart. Now, um... Two weeks ago, a uh, script for the next Pirates of the Caribbean film was dropped off before the movie even was released and uh, Johnny basically said, you know what I'm interested but I need a break. We're not going to do these things back to back like the we did on two and three. You know he received a reported 32 to 34 million guaranteed plus profit sharing for doing the last film. And you say, wow, and then it made $350 million in, in a week so it's like, yeah. but. I'll give them credit, at least I thought it was better than 2 and 3 and I'll, I do think at least they had the decency to film in 3D because I'll tell you one of my biggest pet peeves is these films that they like Green Hornet and you know, Thor and all of this where they shoot them and then they run them through the lab and call it a 3D film, that is not a 3D movie. If you don't use 3D cameras and stuff, not a 3D film and you know, to charge people five bucks or more to, for the surcharge when it's not a true 3D film. They are um, pushing, we we kind of advocated this and then Michael Bay and James Cameron uh, got on, uh, you know not connected with us but they, they were doing it too where they were advocating one that you need to disclose if the film was shot in 3D or not in your advertising campaigns and two not to do these conversions and Cameron had been very adamantly speaking out against it. He was talking about how for the next two Avatar films they're going to be outfitting these special submersible vehicles with 3D cameras and all that. And then a week ago, they announced to us that he's converting Titanic into 3D to put it out for the 100th anniversary. And I'm like, for six months, you've been telling us how evil it is. And now it's like, well, yeah, but if I do it myself, it's like, <laughs> <sighs> on the plus side, though, it is catching on. I We have an interview with a guy who plays one of the astronauts in the new Transformers film. And he told us, he said, yeah, they, they were, Michael Bay was using a 3D camera on the set for the scenes that he filled. So at least that's you know for me that's a plus but uh, American Pie fans out there American Reunion is just about done with uh, filming and uh, the, the gist of the storyline you know pretty much simpler they're older they're married Jim is tempted by his next door neighbor it's all about you know the middle age crisis of now you've got a kid and you got responsibilities and Stifler's at a rehab so you know we should we should get a very good show on that one uh, we mentioned total recall GI Joe 2 is coming um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is possibly not going to be in it, so I don't know how you're going to do it without Cobra Commander. But you know, nope, no problem. Uh, Resident Evil Retribution, no shocker there. I mean, the last one wide open for it. Um, what do you guys think about the Thing prequel slash sequel that we're going to see in October? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was really upset when I heard that. Number one, they didn't want uh, John Carpenter. And number two, one of the original storylines was for a group of 20-somethings on a tropical island. Now, I'm grateful they went back and went to... We have um, we were going to PowerPoint them up, but we have some pictures. We can probably show them at the after thing from the set. I'll give them this. They've worked their tails off to make it look authentic. As they said, they've gone just painstakingly over the last film to make the lighting, the look, the architecture, everything as close to it as they can. So... You know, Hopefully it will work out. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull it off because when they did the original there was no such thing as CGI and they've said they're kind of trying not to be too CGI heavy. Yeah? Is the prequel is it a to the happened to the... It's- Norwegian? It's the Norwegian camp. Yeah, the guys who took it out of the ice and went from there. They're officially calling it a prequel with sequel elements so I'm kind of getting the idea that it might be a prequel and then at some point it might flash forward to what happened after the events of the first film. Or something. Either way, hey, you know, it's October. We don't get a Saw film this year, so <laughs> we'll, we'll find something else to entertain us. Uh, this one I'm really excited about, actually. Uh, Chris Carter is indeed writing. It, now, I want to be clear it does not mean it's been greenlit, it does not mean Fox has approved it. He is writing a script called X Files Endgame. The title may change. It's about what happens in December of 2012. When, as anyone who followed the series know, that's when Mulder learned that the colonization was going to begin. And truthfully, I think they've got to do it because otherwise, if you don't resolve that part of the storyline, everything on the X Files, the movies, is all for naught. Because you know that was the whole point. We, they knew it was coming in 2012. They were going to try to stop us from being colonized. So that's where they're at right now. Uh, Carter wants to do it. Duchovny wants to do it. Gillian Anderson wants to do it. Fox is interested because here's the funny thing about it, even though they put it out against Batman and it did not do well at the U.S. box office, it cleaned up overseas and it did very well on DVD. And they are starting to realize, like I had said at the time, yes, it was a standalone film and not as good as the other stuff. If they would have put that thing out in October, it probably would have doubled its box office. So we'll see. There, there at least, uh, there's some talk there. <sighs> now for the other one. <laughs> How many people here liked Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? (laughs) Very good. All right. That's progress. We got one. (laughs) What would you say if I told you that they are considering putting Indiana Jones in the Bermuda Triangle and uh, wrapping up his part before he hands it off off to Junior? Yeah. Very good. Okay, so either way, that that's the working storyline. Whether or not anything happens with it, that's what they're planning. Yeah. Shia. Shia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Bond's coming back. You want to know the rumored title? Red Sky at Night. It's very interesting because remember the studio was so cash-strapped they couldn't even get this thing together. They've got a remake of Red Dawn that has been sitting there, a $50 million remake that from what I've heard is actually halfway decent, Red Dawn. And they can't put it out because they don't have the money to promote it. That's what they consider too valuable to just stick on a direct-to-DVD thing. So they've supposedly got a cash infusion, they've had to go work with another studio to share distribution. This is how they're getting the money for Bond and the idea is You make your profit on Bond, you use the, kind of like Orion films years ago, remember RoboCop 3 sat on the shelf forever. Probably should have stayed there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) By the way, they are still trying to do the RoboCop remake, but we'll get to that later. Um, I can tell you this, the director, I'm I'm sitting there going, really? You want to know why your movie tickets and film budgets are so expensive? In the film, The New Red Dawn, China's the bad guy. And so, during this extended hiatus they 're like, "Yeah, you know, we might offend some potential theater goers here they 're going through and digitally remember this is a film where they don 't even have the money to release it they 're digitally altering the insignia to make it North Korean because that 's far more acceptable see if you you can 't sell a movie to China where the Chinese are the bad guys, but if you make the North Koreans the bad guys, eh, then there 's no problem <laughs> so so, yeah, that, that's kind of what they're doing with that. Um, oh, geez. Uh, Judge Dredd, you know, there's another one coming. We've talked about that. No big deal. Um, Independence Day 4, 2, and 3 are still are planned, uh, whether or not they actually go forward. I know Will Smith has at least given them a, a number that they've agreed to. Uh, I talked to Dean Devlin about two years ago. He was the producer on it for Leverage, and he said that originally I asked him, I said, Dean, I know you get asked this a lot, I see the rumors around on the web, do you mind if I ask you because I would like to hear it directly from you. And He said not a problem. I said, okay, we're going to see any more Stargate films. And he said, well, no hesitation, we planned three films, unfortunately the TV series went in two directions that we never intended to, we're going to let them run their course and then we'll re-examine Stargate but we still want to do more movies. As for Independence Day, he said, we never planned on doing more than one film. He said we had the idea for sequels when it was so popular and then 9-11 hit and we didn't think wholesale destruction of cities was a good idea. He says I think now ten years later that perhaps we can possibly move forward I'm very curious to see what we can do with the CGI effects. So apparently they are kicking around the idea for a two-part film which uh, Will Smith's character is apparently going to be president in this one. So. It's still, it's just in the planning story outline stages, you know, they've gone around and done the, hey, Will, this is what we got, would you be interested? And they're like, well, how much are you going to pay me? Well, can we do this number? And that's apparently where they're at now. It's, you know, doesn't have a green light from Fox. It's one of those in development, whether or not it gets the green light, but it's one of those things where they could say right now, this is good, we're a go, and be in front of the cameras within six months. So, uh Ghostbusters 3, I'm sure you've heard that's in perpetual hell right now, waiting for um, Bill Murray to make his decision because they can't really do anything without him. Uh, Roger Rabbit 2 is slowly starting to come forward. Robert Zemeckis has said it may still be many, many, many years off, but at least they're in the stage now where they're starting to talk to him. Now, this kind of hit a snag because when Mars Needs Moms hit the... uh, hit the blender as it were, they kind of like, yeah, do we really want to do these live-action CGI representation films, and he came back with, oh, I got Roger Rabbit 2, and Disney said, do tell. <laughs> 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 Please tell us some more, so we may see that. Um, mentioned Avatar 2 and 3, pretty you know straightforward, there's going to be two more of them. I mean, they've already, uh, in fact, just the other day, they booked a college in California that they're going to be using it for one of the compounds in the film. Um. Mad Max fans. So would you like to hear the latest on Fury Road and Furiosa? It's back on again. Now think about this. It was on and off. First it was going to be with Mel Gibson. Then it was can't do it because of security issues. Then it was going to be an animated 3D film. Then it was going to be live action with Mel Gibson with Robert Downey Jr. playing the son of Max. Now you got Tom Hardy who played Shinzon in Star Trek Nemesis as Max. Shirley's Theron is in it, everything's going forward, first and then it's going to be a remake. No, now it's a sequel. Then it's going to be 3D. No, it's going to be 2D converted to 3D. So now they get it, they actually designed these very elaborate vehicles, they shot some second unit action shots, they were even reporting how crazy the catering was that everybody was getting like choice steaks for lunch and all of that, You know, just really huge budget production, and then they stopped. Let it sit for like eight, nine months. Nothing, and now they're saying, "Okay, we're back. We're ready to to move forward." Um, I do know it's a sequel, and I have heard that Furiosa is actually a um, character. It's a girl who's missing several limbs, and she is actually going to play very big part in the second film. So apparently, they're going to shoot them back to back. They're going to get rolling soon. So you know, big upscale Mad Max action film the big question is is, are people going to accept someone other than Mel Gibson in the role now here's here's a twisted little thing Mel Gibson's company is apparently producing it I just you know politics aside I just you know it's like what what's wrong with Mel I mean why, why can't he come out and do the part you know I don't know Unless he doesn't want to anymore, or you know, it's not like he's in that corner of the world. The big scandal hasn't affected him. They would, you know, they'd welcome him as a hero if he came back and decided to do those films. So, go figure. I mean, they. I mean, the only thing he's getting offered in the states right now is the next Lethal Weapon film, and he's kind of like, eh. you know, it's kind of. He he made a statement recently where he said he's prepared. He, he would be quite content to just direct and produce and not act again if it comes to it. Yeah. Yeah, Spy Kids 4 is happening. Yep, there's no, no rumor on that. That's a definite fact. They're already well into development on that, and it's 3D as well. Now, on the plus side, uh, since Mike Judge is in the Spy Kids film, we, you do know that you're going to be seeing Beavis and Butthead again this summer. And um, they are doing the same format of, you know, a storyline with them ripping on TV shows and stuff like that. They're also going to go after UFC, And I'm told they're going to be doing some film reviews as well in between their little segments. Uh, I have it on very good authority that Lady Gaga and Justin Bieber are very high on their radar for people to uh, to skew. In fact, Mike Judge said that was one of the whole things that really, they were doing a King of the Hill episode. And he said, someone said, God, this would make a great Beavis and Butthead episode. And then they got to thinking, look at all these people, you know. Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber—they said God, those two would have a field day with them—and that's when MTV was like, "Well, we're we're more than willing." So you know, between that and they're coming later this summer, and Futurama returns in June, so it's like this—this this, this is good. This is very good. Ah, uh, da, da 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 so much, so much, much. And of course, I will you know make time for questions as well. I'm just—I apologize. I'm rushing much faster than we normally do because we have so much to cover here. Uh, what do you guys? All right. You're, you're wearing the shirt, the shirt here. What, what would you think about a Flash movie? Yeah. Yeah. How would you feel about Chris Pine, Mr. Captain Kirk himself, playing the Flash? That's the, he's the leading, leading candidate right now, if they do it, if they do it. By the way, do you guys know who the new, how many people here saw the social network? Do you remember Arnie, Ar- uh, Arnie Hammer, the Winklevoss guy? He played the two twins. His, uh, he is Arm and Hammer as an Arm and Hammer baking soda. That's his family. So obviously, he's, he's uh, rolling in the dough. He's your new Lone Ranger. And uh, Johnny Depp is Tonto. And here's a twist for you. Johnny said that since he is of Native American uh, background, he doesn't, uh, wasn't too thrilled with the way you know Tonto was kind of kicked around. Tonto is actually kind of going to be the lead, and the Lone Ranger is going to be more of an associate/slash sidekick this time around. <laughs> you know, because he he said, you know, the the old running joke that Bill Cosby had. Hey, you know, Tonto, I know I need you to go in town and to get the information. So he'd go into town get the you know garbage beat out of him, and uh, you know he said, I just wanted once him to say, yeah, I got the information, Kemosabe. It's Tonto's not going into town. You go into town. So. <laughs> It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, New Star Trek film, obviously, as you know, they're already in pre-development. You're going to see that next summer. Uh, J.J. Abrams is under a lot of pressure to put it in. Take a guess. Come on. 3D. There you go. Hasn't committed to whether he'll do it or not. Um, What I'm told is it will be a fresh storyline. They're trying to avoid the trappings of having to put Khan or things like that in. The idea is that since they're in the alternate universe slash timeline, they're free to do pretty much whatever they want without the canon. And they've thought, you know, let, let's try something different. Let's perhaps come up with some new villains. Let's explore some other things. Let's really, you know, do something bold and different and not just do a new interpretation of what's been seen before. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. There's a couple of Star Trek games in development, yeah. We're going to be I don't know if it'll be related to this film, but there are some Star Trek games. There are some Star Trek things coming, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Tons of them. That's tomorrow's panel actually, though. Tons of them. That's tomorrow's thing though. A lot of video game movies. Yeah. Yes, that's been in development for about ten years now. (laughs) So Jurassic Park 4 since you brought it up. Um, What the plan was and again I I just sit here and I go, God, no, God, no, God, no. A group of military want to adapt the dinosaurs as uh, weapons for use in the military (laughs) and I'm not making this stuff up. Michael Crichton passed away, and they felt, well, okay, maybe this is not appropriate. So they've they've kind of let it slide on the back burner. About eight months ago, the thought was, well, gee, uh, maybe it's time to do it. So it's one of those that I know that the paleontologists have done some research work on it over the last few years. We actually had one of them on the radio show, and he was talking about how they were already, God, what was this, six years ago now? Yeah, he was saying how they had already started the outline and some notes for some possible things. It's kind of one of those things that Universal wouldn't mind doing it but they've yet to get the let's go ahead and do it. And I think they're trying very hard to avoid what happened with Jurassic Park 3 where they pretty much just went out to Hawaii and made the film up as they went. They you know, pretty much acknowledged they didn't have a script for it. Um, I can tell you there is a Jurassic Park video game in the works right now that you'll be seeing very soon, so a lot of people see this as kind of the you know the phase. they're gonna see how well the video game does. If it does well, then that could fast track a movie if not. One of the ideas kicked around was just simply to reboot it and start over. Yeah, I'm sorry, who? Not yet. no they there was talk of a sequel. It just it, you know the problem with it is it did not do as well as they'd hoped and you know that kind of kills a lot of stuff right now. Um, They're remaking The Crow, no big surprise there. Um, Piranha 3 D is coming later this. (laughs) 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 Um, We broke the news on our site and honestly I thought it was just a uh, no-brainer and then we got just flooded with hits. I'm like seriously? David Hasselhoff is in the film. (laughs) Playing himself. I'm guessing he does because I'm told it's a small part at the beginning of the movie, and it is set in a water park. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. A uh, lot of shark movies coming. There's this movie coming out that they just simply decided to call it Shark Night 3D and left it at that. And um, I just saw the trailer the other day. I think we have it on our Facebook page, and it's like, you know, how how original is this? A bunch of kids go out for the weekend. They're water, you know, water skiing, doing all the stuff in the lake by their house. But dun 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 it's a saltwater lake and sharks are loose I'm like yeah all right saw one this morning it was sent to me from australia and i'm like oh my god you got to be kidding me apparently when they have uh, tsunamis they can have some of the towns flood and there was a report that there were some bull sharks actually loose in the streets of some of the towns that had flooded so someone came up with this idea of a shopping center and you know how some of the stores are actually underground and that sort of thing and a psycho tries to rob the place, hostage situation, tsunami hits. I'm like, all right, I'm with you so far. And a bunch of great whites get loose in the mall. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you're you're losing me here. And so I'm watching the trailer of this flooded mall with these great white sharks going around. And I'm like, God, didn't I see this in deep blue sea? And so it's going on, and I'm seeing a bunch of Australians get chewed on. I'm going, all right, so far you, you got me interested here. Looks like it's got no story, but what? Oh, in 3D. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Classy. So uh, you, you'll see that uh, coming very soon. Um, Steve Carell is going to do, obviously, the sequel to Get Smart. He still has it on his schedule. It's called Get Smarter. We cover Jurassic Park 4. Um, 28 months later is in pre-development, meaning if they come up with a viable story the studio likes, they're going to do it. Uh, World of Warcraft is still in the planning stages. We should be getting more of that on BlizzCon this year. Um, They're remaking Dune again. Why? Um, (laughs) Gears of War is being done, obviously, as you know. Uh, (sighs) Clash of the Titans 2 is uh, almost done. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they're they're doing it. Just you know, basically adapt, a straight up adaptation of the first film, uh, first game. Excuse me. Nothing yet that they're saying. Yep. Yes, it's kind of on a back burner. They have the webisodes, like you said, right now. Um, it is planned again because the new game, if you haven't played it, is really good. the The new one they've put out is is really good, and I've been enjoying that with my. Pathetically bad 12 move arsenal, which is all I've got, <laughs> but think you're tough, you go online and play against one of the other people, uh-uh, yeah. bad idea. Yeah. This might be kind of but anything on Halo movie, Halo movie we're, we'll cover that just one second. Let me question the back here. No. That's going to be following up the first two is what I was told. Uh, Halo. Basically, the the long and short of it is, the original film was spinning massively out of control with the budget projection. Um, they went to Peter Jackson and said, "Who was producing it?" and said, "Peter, you're going to have to rework your deal and take less money." Uh, Peter apparently refused to do that. You know, I'm Peter Jackson. I can go anywhere else. And blah blah blah. And they said, "Well, you know, Peter, let's be honest. You haven't had a hit that wasn't someone else's work that you just adapted." Uh, he shopped it around, found no studio willing to do it, so it sat on the back burner. Now that he's kind of slowly rising to prominence again with the Hobbit films, there's talk that they're going to send a more um, streamlined script out. But no, nothing at this point beyond might be interesting. See, there, there's a lot of video game movies right now that are kind of in the would be nice but don't count, don't count on it. For example, they've been, they have a lot of interest in doing Bioshock. But they can't get it together, uh uncharted, they are all set to do it, and then the director just walked away because they didn't like the script. I mean, they couldn't come to an agreement on the script. I know for a fact that they are seriously looking at dead space, but again, you know the studio is saying we're not going to do it unless we get a problem now. One of the things, and I, I don't want this to sound like a, an apologist for him, but I've actually met uh, Uwe Boll, interviewed him several times, he's actually a very, very decent and nice guy. Um, if you watch some of his non-video game movies, they're actually quite good. There's a couple that I've seen recently on Netflix, like Rampage, about a guy that goes on a killing spree, stoic prison drama, Darfur, these are decent films, they've been positively reviewed, and it shows the guy can make some decent stuff. And I. I got to have a little small walk on parts and postal and far cry. And I asked him about it and I said, you know, you know, what's the deal? And he said, basically, because you're independent, the video games were easy things to get financed for. The problem is when you get the rights to a video game, either whether you're independent or big studio, I mean, look at Doom, look at Wing Commander, they will not let you do so much. They'll say, All right, you can call it doom, but you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't make them look like this, you can't have this scenario, you can't do that because that might affect future games. So in the end you're left with basically the title and a very, very, very loose association and then people get all ticked off and say, well, why would you make such a crappy film? And it's a simple case of, you know, hey, I got to fund three drama art films but no one's going to give me money to do my, you know, prison drama about four guys in one room that never changes. So I better go off and do In the Name of the King 2 and I better go off and do Blood Rain 3 cuz I'm going to make they'll make their money in Europe and that I'll take the profits from that to fund the serious stuff I want to do. So, yeah. Ubisoft Movie Studio is coming along. We're expecting an announcement at E3. The word is Assassin's Creed and um, Splinter Cell are the two that are going to be the first in development for them. We've been told it's pretty likely. I mean, th- there's nothing for sure, but in terms of they have the wheels moving and they have announced this is their intention. So, you know, my attitude is always until the camera actually starts to roll, but that is their intention. Uh, but you know, remember they've been working on a command and conquer movie for the better part of twelve years now. So, and we still haven't seen it. Another movie that they've been working on for the better part of twelve years is Beverly Hills Cop Four. And uh, Jerry Bruckheimer told me that they still want to do it. No, they. He convinced the powers that be that a PG thirteen family friendly Axel Foley is not the way to go. But at this point, they think so much has passed that you may not see it. Um, you know, Underworld Four is coming. Mission Impossible Four is coming. No surprise there. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Now, uh, Steven Seagal fans. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to know how Hollywood works? I'm going to tell you. So Steven Seagal says, um, I, I won't do the impression, but he he wanted to do a theatrical comeback because as you probably know he and Jean-Claude Van Damme have been doing a lot of directed video stuff that cleans up. I mean it does very well overseas but you know, you'll know, you be sitting there going huh, I've never heard of that one. Oh my God he's got six of them I haven't seen here. Oh well and some of them are so bad because they dub the voices and they're not even close. But he wanted to do a theatrical comeback with Under Siege 3 and he said he had this brilliant idea of Casey Ryback's going out on the sea, and he's going to take on aliens at the battleship, and it's going to be epic. And I'm like, oh god, no, oh god, no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all yeah, right, you know, Let, let's be honest with with Netflix. Who hasn't taken a chance on some really scary, questionable programming late in the morning? <laughs> I, I just put one on the queue the other day about a bunch of guys that go off on a paintball thing and something starts hunting them down. It's like, I'm looking at it and it says one and a half stars. There's no way my wife's watching this. I'm in. Click. <laughs> so, that, that's when she starts you know working on a Facebook or something like that. That's my bad film in the background. Anyway, um, needless to say, that didn't come to be. And so One of the big buzzes in Hollywood now is they want to do board games. They're looking at Monopoly. They're looking at Candyland, they're looking at, um, uh, God, what was the other one? Battleship. So, Battleship's nearly done. They've got lots of post-production on it. (sighs) They're looking at Missile Command. They're looking at asteroids. They've got it all. Now, remember what we said the plot of Under Siege 3 was. I found out that the plot of Battleship is about a battleship that encounters an alien supernatural force and must battle to save the day. <laughs> and I'm thinking Seagal's somewhere doing his lawman show right now, going, "Ooh, someone, some, someone's in trouble." Yeah, so uh, I'm wait to see this. Now, uh, on a flip side, um, that feud between him and Van Dam is apparently pretty true because when they approached Van Dam for Expendables 2 and said, "You know, Jean Claude, how, how do you feel about that?" Apparently, his the first word they had question he had is Steven Seagal associated in any way with the film, or do you plan to associate him? No? Okay, great, I'm in. (laughs) So it's like, wow. Uh, Ice Age 4 coming. Uh, The trailer looks fantastic. Monsters, Inc. 2 is coming. It is a prequel about how the two of them went through school together and initially started off as rivals. Uh, Madagascar 3, no surprise. We mentioned Bad Boys, Hobbit. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, we talked about that. Iron Man 3, not an interesting. Originally, Iron Man 3 was going to be the Avengers, not anymore. It is uh, separate. Now, do you guys know why John Farvo is no longer with the Iron Man films? He and Robert Downey Jr. do not get along. I will tell you what happened. They pretty much improvised Iron Man, just went with it and it worked. So he decided, well, let's go ahead and do this for the sequel. And uh, John, um, Robert said, "You know, we can't pull lightning in a bottle twice like this. We got to have a much, you know, tighter storyline, a better script, follow it." And that's not what happened. And apparently, there was a lot of friction. Now, it started to come out when they were doing the overseas publicity, where they weren't appearing on the publicity tours together. I did a little bit of a checking. Uh, Daniel Craig was not supposed to be in Cowboys and Aliens. It was Robert Downey Jr. And we all know who's directing it, don't we? And once uh, Robert Downey Jr. found that out, he mysteriously became unavailable. hmm And then it was announced that uh, John would not be returning for the next Iron Man film. So go figure. Oh, geez, I forget his name. It's just an uh, up-and-coming guy. Yeah. Going back to all the boards coming out, is there any news about Evil Dead Uh We have it here. It's talked about, but. You know, truthfully, it's one of those, I'll, I I, don't believe it, I've heard, we have, um, I keep, sorry, I hate to keep referencing the, the radio show, but we have Bruce Campbell on about once or twice a year, and he was telling us originally, oh, you know, we're, we're going to have, um, we're going to have a, a remake, and then we're talking about a sequel, and none of it happened, and it's still one of those they want to do, but, you know, This is now six years now that we've been hearing something's going to happen and nothing does, you know, believe it when the film starts to roll. How do you guys feel about Harold and Kumar at Christmas time in 3D? (laughs) I'm curious about this because good old Kumar retired from acting to work for the Obama administration and he has passed off several film and TV offers. But the moment they came and said, how, how do you feel about a Harold and Kumar Christmas? He goes, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so it's like, hmm. Uh, Lost Planet, another video game uh, movie they're talking about. Um, Hellboy 3 is officially dead. Um, just not enough interest in it. And then Nick Cage is uh, kicking around both National Treasure 3, Zoolander 2, and of course, the... I'm uh, no, sorry, he's not in Zoolander 2. He, National Treasure 3, Ghost Rider 2, but they are looking at a Zoolander 2. Now, one of your crazy sequel ideas for 2013, I'll just zip through these quick. Like I said, we've got about 10 minutes, so we'll go into detail at the end. Uh, Mortal Kombat movie is on the schedule for 2013. When they, When I say on the schedule, basically the studios start lining up their intentions, and they'll put out, you know, summer 2013, this is what our intended films are going to be. Now, they haven't even filmed them, they haven't done that, it's just... When they plan, they have to say, you know, what is going to be our big summer picture or pictures? What is going to be our Christmas picture? What is our Oscar picture? So, kind of like when they do the TV schedules, they chart them out now. And so, what they've done is they're announcing this is what their plans are. Uh, You got Mortal Kombat, you got Austin Powers 4, um, Justice League. Uh, you know, again, believe it when you see it. This thing was a go and it was a fantastic script and we're all set and then the next thing you know it fell apart and they said, gee, the script was garbage. Almost said it, but I caught myself. Uh the Fantastic Four reboot, um Bizarro Superman. Yeah. The Karate Kid sequel. And I, I and I do I do have to tell you this one. This is no lie here. Now Chris Nolan is set after the next Batman film. That's you know gonna be at that's the end of his trilogy, they'll obviously do one there's someone at warner brothers who kicked around the idea there was a graphic novel where which followed a much older batman they actually had the vision of getting clint eastwood to play the older batman and uh, clint apparently was like you're kidding right <laughs> <laughs> you know clint clint's a little busy making oscar nominated films right now you know as a director although he did, and this is one that kind of went into development. Hell, he, there was supposed to be a Dirty Harry video game that the storyline was written up as a new Dirty Harry film. And he did all the voiceover work for it, and it just never took off. It was like five years ago, and I'm thinking, God, I would have loved that. You know, multiplayer is Dirty Harry, where you got the Magnum and six shots, and, you know, you can use the little Duke Nukem sound bar and, you know, make the... Uh, quote. By the way, um, it, it has gone gold... You are going to see it in a couple weeks. I have played it. It is absolutely sensational. But if you're offended easily, don't don't even bother because <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife doesn't get offended easily, but uh, not well, not at all. But we were playing it at PAX last year, and her jaw was hanging open. She was just laughing. I mean, the, the opening segment is you're in the men's room using the urinal. And uh, so we were on side-by-side machines, and uh, I'm, you know, finish up, and I'm walking out and going off to... Fight bad guys, and she's walking around the uh, the locker room, and she keeps spinning around. am like, "Honey, what are you doing?" And you no, know, is she listening? No, she better not, because I'll get killed for telling the story. She says, um, "I'm looking for a sink to wash my hands." <laughs> <laughs> and and I kind of chuckled, and I said, "Sweetie, Duke's not a wash your hands kind of guy." <laughs> so we talked about it on the radio, and I sent the segments, and now I do not know if these are related or not. It might be just a completely different thing. But one of the marketing taglines after they put out the videos was please wash your hands after playing. <laughs> so we've, we've been having a good laugh over that. I mention that because if the game sells nearly as well as they're hoping, there has been talk of a Duke Nukem film. Originally Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to play him. Uh, Green Lantern 2 is already in the planning stages. They've been so impressed with the footage they saw. They're, they're moving forward. I saw some of the uh, props and stuff at Comic-Con last year, it looked really good so I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed. We mentioned bo- uh, Bioshock, too. we got Despicable Me uh, 2, X-Men Origins, Deadpool and Voltron, Defenders of the Universe. Now, uh, sorry? Now we get to the really fun stuff, 2014 and 2015, Kill Bill Volume 3, <laughs> The Adams Family, Paddington Bear. <laughs> Mr. Peabody and Sherman. How to Train Your Dragon 2. James Bond, 24. That obviously the title will change. Avatar 2. Whether or not it happens or not, I'm fingers crossed, I'm hoping, but I can tell you this: Mitch Hurwitz has told us that the script is about 85% done. And the cast has all agreed to it, so they are still full speed ahead for an Arrested Development movie. And, uh, you know, they're all saying, we want to do it, we want to do it. It's going to be done through Fox uh, Searchlight, more of an independent film. Um, You know, they're writing it, they want to do it, the whole cast wants to do it, and yes, it is going to pick up right after the film. I've heard Tobias has something very bad happen to him. But they've all said that they absolutely, everyone who's seen it, they said, you know, it, it's just like they hadn't stopped They're, The writing is just top-notch. And I, and I know Ron Howard has loved what he's seen so far. So it's been like a three-year tease, but they say it's actually coming along so we can help. We mentioned the Star Wars trilogy. These are, more, you know, really deep rumors at this point. I Am Legend 2, Toy Story 4, um, mentioned the video games, the Call of Duty, um, they are looking at a Call of Duty game now. Who had mentioned uh, Jurassic Park Four was mentioned a little uh, you right there. Now this is where it gets very very interesting. I just got the update the other day on the um, you know the film list. Uh, this is 2014. Now this one really threw me off here. Officially at of Universal, there are no plans for a Jurassic Park Four. There is nothing in development. Da 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 da. Then why? And th- this happens all the time. Movies pop up on a development schedule and disappear. I mean, we're only now only now here and they might get around to making that Logan's Run remake that's been sitting there forever. I've been talking about it for 12 years. I've literally said I am not even going to I'm done with it until the camera actually starts rolling on it. That being said, why did they put Jurassic Park 5 on their development chart for 2014-2015? <laughs> it's like, guys, you don't have Jurassic Park 4 and I'm like, ah, that's the brilliant plan. Forget four. Let's go straight to five and drive everyone <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Like, kid you not, you that Bill Cosby bomb, Leonard Part Six, people would actually go into blockbusters saying, do you have Leonard Part One through Five? It's like, oh, my God, you know, it's crazy. Uh, we mentioned Halo. Rush Hour Four is still a possibility. We mentioned Indiana Jones Five, and then... Here's one which we may not see, but damn, what what a great title! Ready for this? Rambo Five: The Savage Hunt. <laughs> Friends, the movie. Yeah. The Last Airbender, two. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. This one I, I'm intrigued over. Predators Part Two. I think they've got more to tell, and I thought it was a halfway entertaining uh, talk. Gremlins Three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shark Tale two. You remember Hayden Christensen and Jumper? Uh huh. Jumper two. And even though it's coming out this summer, Final Destination six is on this schedule. Rainbow six we talked about, and uh, Salt two. So those are the very quick abbreviated this. So, we got about five minutes. I will take your questions, and then, of course, we can go into detail out there. Please make sure you come by. We got a lot of stuff for charity. If you don't want to donate or buy anything, there's lots of free stuff, too. Yes? Sorry? No, uh, reboots, but new storylines. Yeah. Men in Black 3 is uh, filming right now. It is in 3D. uh, Josh Brolin is playing a younger version of Tommy Lee Jones. Any Flight of the Concord fans? Yes. Yeah, Jermaine is the bad guy. Jermaine is the bad guy in, in Men in Black 3. And Tommy Lee Jones is in it too. You'll see that next year. Yeah. Sorry? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. God of War, they are still looking at. Nothing's moving forward on that. They're waiting to see how Uncharted plays out. Yeah, there's another Godzilla movie in the works, too. Tron 3 is going to... They're waiting to see how the DVD sales go on that. Yeah. Sorry, a little louder? Nothing on Nemesis yet. No, sorry. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, again, they're looking to see what happens with it. I've heard another animated show is possible. Uh, they're doing, uh, they're doing it Wicked. They are going to do Wicked. I know that. Yeah. He, he had talked about it. It went on the back burner with Avatar. Uh, Bioshock Infinity, we're talking about that tomorrow in the video game panel. Westworld remake is uh, strong interest, nothing yet. Uh, The original plan was still to do Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Bruce Willis. Because of politics, that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, go ahead. There are two parts to The Hobbit they're filming now. They've expanded it. They're adding characters that weren't in the book but were in the original things, like Orlando Bloom just confirmed that he's in it. Any what? Uh, he's in the Avengers. They're still waiting to see on another Hulk film. Yeah, Norton's out. Everyone else is in. Mark Ruffalo is the new Hulk, but all the people who play all the other characters are, are back in it. No. Sadly, they have not. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Go ahead. No. <laughs> that was a classic bomb. Yes. No. All right. Plug the kids' ears. <laughs> I'll, I'll Disney this one up as best I can. I talked to a, um, uh, let's call him a vice president at a major film studio. We were talking about the Oscars, and he told me, oh, yeah, you know, basically you buy your nominations, by billboards and ads, and it all comes down to who has the best marketing campaign, who has the best gifts. We started discussing what you had said about, you know, original films, quality films and that. And he said to me, my job, plain and simple, is to put tails in the seat. I would gratefully make 10 pieces of garbage, they get torn apart by the critics and make a profit, than one film that breaks even and sweeps the Oscars because that's the movie that's going to get me fired. He said, The mentality is still out there that number one, people are sheep. They do not want to think, they want very simple films with simple plots good guy, bad guy, you know, leading man, love interest blow up a lot of stuff, throw a little bit of uh, romance in it, and there you go. He said, for those that want something deeper, that's what the art house district's for, and if you want to see that, go ahead. But he said, that doesn't, you know, that's what gets us in trouble.
0: Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio.
1: I am Wise. I am Gonora. I am Iolite.
0: I am Daxa. I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore,
1: Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT, only on vtwproductions.com.